Building muscle. I tried to sort of simplify it and not actually get into scientifically how muscle is made. Um, so I've got some topics here, how muscles made, right? Simple, in simple terms. Uh, focus and movement intention during your workout. So we'll get into that instead of rambling on it now, right? So number three, strength doesn't always equal stability. So these words like strength, stability, mobility, flexibility, all these things, they mean different things. Just because you're really strong doesn't mean uh, you're stable and, and vice versa. Number four, exercise. This is probably the biggest thing. Exercise helps with your posture, which helps with breathing, which helps with stress, right? So it comes back full circle, less stress. And then I'll just summarize everything. So does anyone know how, I was asking Sue before, does anyone actually know how muscle's made? You probably, you probably know. What, how, how is it made? Right. Yeah, yeah. So back when I was in high school and all our, all our friends were talking about building muscle in the gym and stuff, and we're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym for three hours and build a lot of muscle. And it's like, no, you actually build muscle when you're sleeping. And then you're like, oh, wow, maybe I shouldn't stay up past 2 a.m. playing video games and try and build some muscle. It's like, okay. So you, you create damage on a cellular level in your muscle fibers and then overnight, they'll repair. So if you think you have a, a knife, don't ever try this at home, where you cut your hand and then you wait for your hand to grow back, like it's gonna grow back and it might be a little rougher, right? So it's a bit like calluses. And then you get the same knife, cut it again. Now, if you do that for a year, every time it heals back, you're gonna cut it, it's gonna get pretty strong, right? But your skin's not gonna grow back as strong each time because it's adapting to that level of, you know, sharpness of the knife. So building muscles is the same. We need to progress somehow in the gym to create more damage so that we will recover from it. So it's like anything. So the more damage done, the more repair that needs to be done. So, you know, when we work out, we haven't worked out in a while and then we work out and we get really sore, right? And then after a while, the soreness goes away, doesn't it? And you're like, oh, why aren't I getting sore anymore? So you don't need to get sore to build muscle. It's just like one of the signs that you're all oh, right. A good way to you know, track, uh, well, a good way to build muscle is just to track what you're actually doing. So what am I doing? Am I doing more than I did last week? So there's a few things. There's weights, like increasing the amount of weight on the barbell. There's less rest time. So instead of resting a minute in between, you rest 50 seconds in between. And if you do that until you're not resting at all, yeah, right? So more reps, more sets, and tempo. So tempo is actually a big one too. So when you're, have you heard like go down slow or control, control the weight down? So does anyone, there's three stages of, of any movement. There is the, uh, the positive, Right, it's where you're doing the bicep curl, you're bringing it up, that's the positive. There's the static where you're holding it and there's the negative. Now, what do you think is the, the strongest out of those three? Where, where could I lift the most amount of weight? Doing it this portion, holding it or letting it go? What's gonna be the strongest? <laughs> Phrases like, oh. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I wish we could get some dumbbells. Okay, what? So it'd be, it's the negative. The negative, right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't, <laughs> So what part of the movement will build, will do the most damage? So in turn, build the most muscle. Which part of the movement? So the, the negative again, right? So the part of the muscle, <laughs> the part of the exercise where you're the strongest is where you do the most damage. Because if we're, say all of us are pushing a car up a hill, it's going to be all of us, we need to be pushing the car up the hill. Where is like with a rope, right? So we're pushing it up, we're pulling it up with a rope. And then if we're like, okay, I want to go down the hill now, half of us can sort of, stand on the side and check Instagram while you guys just lower it, right? So more people are needed to push the car up, but less are needed to let it down. Does that make sense? No, because then wouldn't it be, you'd need more muscle recruitment than to do the punching, the positive motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd be build more muscle that way, is that what you're saying? So who, who would build more muscle, the four people uh, letting it down? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So if you think of your muscle cells as like people, there's like, eight people pushing a car up and then on the way down you're like oh this is easier so your body you only use half of the resources so you use less muscle fibers but the muscle fibers that are being used are being damaged more does that make sense any questions on that all right so you have three parts of the motion the positive the holding the static and then the negative so the negative the most important part if you want to build muscle as well, right? Okay, I think I got into that. So to recover, right? Like I said, we damage the muscle in the gym. We want to recover. We need nutrition, hormones, and rest. So um, not to go down a big rabbit hole, but stress will help with all of those things. So reducing stress is going to help with absorb nutrients because we can digest food better. Having less stress is going to let our hormonal system run better because we're not producing all these stress hormones. And then being less stressed is also going to help us rest as well, as well right? So it always comes back to stress. <laughs> and number two, focus and movement intention during a workout. Now, I like to refer, the, well, give an example of reading a book. So we've, we've all been reading. Well, I guess I definitely have been. I don't know about you guys, but I'll be reading and then I'll... My, I've read for half an hour, an hour, or whatever. I'm getting, it's a long day. And I get to the end, I'm like, wait, what the hell did I just read? Like, you just kind of, you just forget everything. And you're like, wait, let me go back and read it. And you're like, this seems brand new to me. So your mind kind of wanders. Now, when you're in the gym and you're doing your bicep curls and you look at the TV, oh, that's pretty cool. And then you come back. Do you think those were efficient reps that you were just using, right? Exactly. So Arnold Schwarzenegger was all about the um, the concentration curls, and he would like he would said he would put his mind in the actual muscle, and he would focus solely on like he would picture in his mind those muscle fibers destroying right like in his mind, and that made all of his reps that he did in the gym more efficient. So give me another example back in the day with shoveling coal in train engines, right? So imagine 
shoveling a whole bunch of coal in the train engine if the train engine was docked at the station for the rest of the day. It's a complete waste of, of energy. So it's, it, it's not the worst thing that we're wasting energy. We just need to do more work in the gym, right? So does that mean, oh, okay, I'm not going to be as focused. I'm just going to do a two-hour long workout. If we do a two-hour long workout or however long, longer than you, you need to be efficient, then all those all that energy, all that coal that you could have been using for digestion, hormones, or sleep, or rest, or, or any other thing, build hair, skin, and nails, is being wasted on reps that aren't efficient. So we could use less energy, increase our focus on what we're doing, and that way we don't have to be in the gym as long, and we can recover better and build more muscle. So simple, right? <laughs> so... Movement intention. For every rep that you don't have movement intention, you're wasting energy. Okay, the more energy that's used, the more resources the body needs to recover, like I was talking about. Does that all make sense? Any questions on efficiency in the gym? You see how it relates back to meditation, right? So if you can focus in the present when you're in the gym, because even I, it's, and I really struggle with this sometimes, and what I like, I was saying to someone else who's like a, into fitness, I'm like, oh, I just wish that it'd be on my last set, my last rep, and I'll just focus so hard and it'll burn a lot. And I'm like, wow. And I finish walking to my next exercise, and I'm like, why couldn't I make every single rep like that last rep? Like, imagine if I did a whole set of reps like that. Like I would be completely different. And I can tell the difference. Like the next day, you get more sore or... It, it, and it's not all about the weights. So another thing with, with focus and movement intention is all those ways to progress. So more weight, less rest, more reps, sets, and tempo. So tempo is a big one. I could do three sets of eight of 20 kilos and get a completely different result if I did it with you know, three second negatives and I was focusing, I would get a lot more damage. That's the thing that people who say they just try to do the number of reps mm. or they just try to move that weight X amount of time. Yeah. They're trying to make it easier for themselves when you want to get the results. Exactly. Exactly. So that's another, um, it's a bit of a pet peeve. You, you Google, what's the best amount of reps to build muscle? And it'd be three sets of eight. Off you go. And then you're okay. I want bigger biceps. One, two, eight. Okay, cool. And it's like, no, it should be like one. And then like the, the classic uh, grunter in the gym, you know, oh, come on. Like you don't have to grunt, but um, like really focusing and squeezing every rep. Especially, uh, this is getting more in depth, but it's called compensatory acceleration method or technique, I think. Where is you'll be because these world record lifting squatters and deadlifters and you know all the rest gold medalists they can't go into the gym and, and train their 500 kilo squat every session so they can't do that weight so they need to add less rest more reps or a bigger tempo now if you have less rest you're going to have bad technique right you're just not going to recover. If you have more reps and more sets, it's going to take longer to recover because you're using more energy in the gym. The only thing here that you could use to be more, most efficient is your tempo. So what they'll actually do, they'll put on 250 kilos, which to them is really light, and they'll go down slow. And then instead of just sort of, they could just stand up naturally and be like, they could just do that. 
but that their intention is to push the world away and really stand up as fast as they can. And standing up as fast as you can with 250 kilos doesn't look very fast, but the intention is I'm going to do this as hard as I can. Same thing on your last rep of your bicep curl, you come down the very bottom and you think I'm going to rip it up and you go oh, like in your mind, it's like this, but because you're so fatigued, you're just like, oh, and it's that intention. And it's very subtle, but every little muscle fiber you can get to help out, the more damage you're going to create and the better your results. All right. So strength doesn't always equal stability. So if someone's knee is sore or they have lower back pain or they broke their ankle, did their ACL, if someone broke their ACL and someone told them, okay, you just need to squat 500 kilos and you'll be right. It's like, well, I don't think that's how it works, right? Because one, one knee is busted, one knee's not. So stability Main areas are your shoulders, your core, and your pelvis. So all around here, and when you use machines, you're not gonna be using those stability muscles. These machines were created to make it easy for you. So when you use machine, your intention doesn't have to be, oh, I have to stabilize, I don't have to fall over. It's just, okay, lift it up. And then, oh, there's a TB there. <laughs> you're not working any stability, and you're working both sides of your body. So you need to, you need stability for your muscles. It would be like having a gigantic truck engine in a little car. Like you have a lot of power, like say you could do a lot on the leg press, but you can't drive around because the suspension, the, the body of the car is, doesn't fit. It doesn't transfer like that. No, no, no. Um, some people think that standing on a Boshu ball and spinning around and doing this weird stuff is gonna help them with stability. But training on uneven surfaces is just making you better at training at on uneven surfaces. So it's a bit of a waste of time. The main thing like and exercises I get you guys to do a lot is the, the single leg RDL for your hip and it's working one side. Um, the dead bugs and bird dogs and then the bottoms up kettlebell press. So all of those are forcing you to use the stability of the... So there's little... So a common one is shoulder pain or you have roundness in here. So what happens over time when you're sitting down, your head goes forward because you're like, oh, what's on the screen there? Your head's forward. The pressure from your head, like so, if there's even amount of weight on my head, my head goes forward more. There's more pressure on the front, so my head wants to go down here. You, your eyes want to look on the horizon, so you look up here and then you get this forward. So you've seen everyone with the, the forward head posture, right? And the rounded shoulders. This gets really tight, and then this gets really weak back here. So there's a, a little muscle fibers in here called your rotator cuff muscles, your ex external rotators and blah, blah, blah. Don't really need to know, but that, yeah, <laughs> they're very small muscles. Now your body's very smart. If I was gonna pick up a table, right? My body's gonna use my legs my back, every, all the biggest muscle muscles are going to be taken first. It's not going to be like, oh, let me use your little rotator cuff muscle to, to lift it up. It's like, that's not how it works. So over time, the more I'm like this, more you, the more your body's saying, use the big muscles. That's how we're going to use it. So over time, the, the small muscles just switch off. So you have them in your, like your glutes is a big one. 
your pec minor, your chest in here, and in all three of your shoulder blades, they just stop working and the bigger muscles take over and then you have bad posture. You, and your body's never gonna do anything to hurt you. That's why you get pain. It's, pain is a good thing because your body's like, something's not right. There's no stability here. I'm about to die. So it pulls you back. So, yeah. Kettlebell bottoms up. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did I show you that one ages ago? But, yeah, yeah, uh, really good. Uh, Bulgarian split squats as well. Nice. You're only as strong as what you can stabilize. So it comes with your core as well. Using a full range of motion is also going to help as well because you're using more muscle fibers. Um, a quick, uh, well, the main one I see people do a lot is, is rows and upper back exercises is they'll stop short of the range of motion. Like they won't fully stretch or they won't fully squeeze. They'll just kind of sit in the middle and play around. You want to really go to that point and stretch all through there because they're the muscles that aren't working at all. So you want a full range of motion. Okay, number four, the good one. So exercise is going to help with your posture which helps with breathing and helps with stress. So just like I was saying with the chest being round four and your head like this, when you're like this, just everyone, everyone stand up. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and pull your chin back all the way, like double chin, like you're taking a photo, and just breathe through your mouth. Okay, right, so it's, just take note of how that felt. Now push your head all the way forward and breathe into your mouth. Is there any difference with your head forward? <laughs> easier? You think it's easier with your head forward to breathe through your mouth? Yeah. So if you've been to my other seminars on, on breathing, how when you breathe through your mouth, your body thinks you're either talking or you're eating and it's very stressful. When you breathe through your nose, there's mucus, it's smaller air and you, you get in more carbon dioxide to oxygen. So it's a better ratio for your body and it's not as stress, basically it's not as stressful when you breathe through your nose because it acts like a filter, like a puritap. When you breathe through your mouth, you're constantly stimulating that stressful part of your nervous system. So if you're at work and your head's forward, this happens. And then your body's like, because your body wants, takes the least path of resistance. So if your body's like, oh, it's actually easier for me to breathe through my mouth, I'm just going to do that. You start breathing through your mouth, which makes this worse because the more you breathe through your mouth, the, the weaker these muscles get to breathe through your nose. So you're just subconsciously breathing through your mouth, goes forward and forward until you're that 80-year-old grandma that's like looking down at the ground. Right? There you can sit back there. Thank you. <laughs> um, and it, it's a bit of a chicken or the exit scenario of did the, the mouth breathing cause this or did this cause the mouth breathing? So long story short is when you train in a full range of motion and you work all those stability muscles, your body's like, oh, hey, I'm actually feeling right to go back here. I'm going to breathe through. And then you consciously like, okay, I'm going to tape my mouth shut when I sleep now and I'm going to breathe through my nose. Yeah. Dude, it's so good. I try to get... I don't think I've got any of my clients on tour yet, but I'm, I'm working. I've got a couple people on the... Do you just tape? Like you just... 
Oh, so you want micro tape? It's called my, it's got little holes in it. Right. Because okay. otherwise, when I first started doing it, I just got duct tape. No, <laughs> no, they used duct tape. It was um, like painter's tape, like scotch tape. Uh, and then I'd wake up halfway through the night, and it would just be like really wet, and it would have just fallen off. But that's how I started doing it. Like I'd wake up and be like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'll just sleep the rest of the night. Yeah, dude, these things. Yeah, so the same thing, you can do the breathing again. So breathe in through your nose and just sort of, okay, that's how much air I'm breathing in. And now get your fingers and pull your nose apart. Don't ruin your makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and now breathe through your nose. So how is that? I don't understand how that's so there's a, spr- there's a spring in it. Yeah, there's a spring and it like pops it up. Right. So tape and then it wants to like pull this up. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's basically doing that. It's pulling right. it apart and lifting it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the chemist. Right. I need to start selling him like Eugene. Yeah, yeah, he's got his own one. I don't want to just like copy him though. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he spent like $30,000 on them. Wow. I wonder how much he made. Did you ever try wow. his? Uh, once when I went to a seminar. seminar. Do you reckon comparison to what you're wearing right now there's much of a difference? Not really. Because he's real Asian, his skin's oily, so they fall off really easily. So that's why he made his like more durable to like stick. Yeah. Um, Any questions on the breathing, the the posture, how exercise helps with with posture and any like specific, oh, when I sit down, this gets sore or... <laughs> what do you mean one small bun? One glute is definitely bigger than the other. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, I don't understand, but... Right. Is there like a strength? Can you feel it? Like, yeah, can you I activate it? I can activate it, but I feel like one overpowers the other. But she's also, like we just found today, has less range of motion in her ankle on there. Right. On that yeah, same this, leg. This leg, this bum cheek and this leg is like, yeah, definitely less range of motion. Just chop this, it off. Yeah, and this leg is like great. This really? Right. But like I said, you didn't see it in the squat, but when you tested it individually and took them apart, you saw it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you had, do like um, stability te- and just see if you have stability like in that hip. Because yeah. um, it's, it's difficult to increase the stability if it's like it's not there. And if you're squatting with um, like a bilateral move, like both legs at the same time, then it it would just want to strengthen your left one even more. Yeah. So like the the muscle thing, like it doesn't want to strengthen the, um, like it's like, oh, I want to strengthen my rotator cuff. I'm going to do some 50 kilo dumbbells. It's like, um, <laughs> you might get lighter. So like just Bulgarian split squats. Yeah. 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 And just like smash it. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't give you any pain or any, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Mum, 
working out, I never would have noticed. Like, right. I never noticed that one leg was, you know, more range of motion. Than Did the you other. play sport when you were younger? Or? Tennis. Ah. Yeah. Well, I used to play tennis and my my right shoulder is way, like it's better now, but it used to be like way more developed. My right ab was so nice. I was like, why of all sports, why did I have to be tennis? (laughs) Yeah, so it's funny how your body works because my right shoulder was bigger. My right bicep was smaller. And then it was opposite here. So this was smaller. My right, left bicep was bigger. And then also my left, when I do like a rowing movement, my left side is so much easier. And I'm right-handed. So it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, Usually common ones with sitting at a desk or posture is is neck pain, back pain. Um, They're the main ones. And just like simple exercises you could do for your neck is uh, like the big muscle of your neck is the SC, SCM, like sternocleidomastoid, right? So it's a big chunky one and that will take over. So to train the other muscles, you like lay on the floor and you like push your head, you tuck your chin in like we were before and you like push your head down on the ground. Uh, You can do it for either. So you can do it for reps. So you can do it like this. But as long as you're feeling this and you're not feeling this. So that's the main thing with all of the, like if you're trying to fix your lower back pain and you know it's because you have one glute that's smaller than the other, then don't do a heavy squat where, like maybe you can feel your glutes, but everything else is going on. So you want to do something where you can only feel your glutes, even if it's really light, and then you build up the intensity. So same thing with the neck, like, if we know you're getting neck pain because your head's like this and this is taking over, take this out of the equation and just use this. Same thing with your, with your shoulder, which is really tricky, like your um, serratus, which is what the kettlebell is going to be working a lot. Uh, it's really tricky to, to isolate. So you'd want to find like a weird move and breathing to activate that without activating any of this. And then this will start to catch up to that and fix your stability. Like posture is really tricky because there's no, technically there's no like bad posture and there's all these debates with like the chiropractors and people of the world of like, no, posture should be like this and this and like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds about right, but um but yeah, everyone's going to be different. And some people have literally like bulging discs on an MRI and they have no pain. Yeah. So it's like, doesn't really matter. And that's, that's what I learned from Eugene is just because you have, you know, lordosis or like an excessive curvature in your lower back doesn't mean it's bad or you're going to die. Like I have that. I have flat feet. That doesn't mean it's bad. I just need to teach my body about the range. So I guess it's like, that's right, like you said, like about the range. If, if I can tell my body, hey, I can go here, but I can also go here and do the hula hoop <laughs> and uh, do my feet as well. Feet's a big one. Um, yeah, any, any questions there? Posture. Okay. We're going to fix our posture with weights, yeah? Nice. With intention. Okay, so 
Lifting weights is going to help you build muscle. The focus and the movement intention is going to make you build the right muscle in the right places. We don't just want, like, you know those people you see walking down the street or at the beach and you look at them and you're like, you're muscly, but you just don't, you don't have that look to you, you know? So that's what happens when you just, and this is used to be me, how I used to train, my arms got really big because I didn't know how to use my chest. And I would just be like, oh, I'm really cool. I can do 30 kilo dumbbells. And it was all going to my arm because I wasn't focusing on using my chest. So if I kept doing that for the rest of my life, I'd look a bit ridiculous because I'd have no chest and just big arms or like no calves, which I'm just don't look at my calves. <laughs> right, so the things I said before, so increasing your weight, decreasing your rest time, increasing reps, sets, and your tempo are all things you can track to get progressively better each week. We want to give ourselves a higher um, like the general adaptation syndrome, we want to create more demand, more stress on the body so it comes back stronger. And that's it. Get stronger. Use weights. <laughs> Boom. Real quick. Yeah. In your style of training, if someone did have, say, shoulder imbalance, yeah. like a raised leg scapula or whatever. Yeah, like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, um, you can do more weights. Um, and I haven't really done this extensively, but if anything, you would do more. Like, say, your left bicep is really shit, or it's injured, or um, you've had surgery, or you can't move it, or whatever. If anything, you would do more weight on your right side than your left because it carries over. Yeah, they've done studies. Over. Yeah, so if you yeah, break. <laughs> yeah, so they've done studies where someone's broken their left leg and then they've trained in the gym doing a leg press with just their right leg and then they get out of the cast and things and their left leg's already stronger and their recovery is a lot quicker. Yeah. yeah. So, do you know? Do you watch wrestling? WWE. Yeah, yeah. You know Triple H. Yeah, yeah. So he um, tore his pec, and his trainer Joe DeFranco was training him and had heavy dumbbell just on the right side. So when he came back, his recovery was way quicker. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's counterintuitive. Yeah. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, maybe some imbalance from sport or whatever. Yeah. Fucking tennis. Yeah, tennis, right? That's yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you still apply that principle, even though the other bicep's quite capable of doing exercises? Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would, in that, in a less crazy scenario, uh, yeah, just use the same amount of weight. Yeah. And be really cautious of, uh, is there focus on that muscle? Can they feel it there? Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, and you'll get someone to do, like traps is a big one too for like posture and neck pain and um, things like that. And you, you can see like from behind, like one trap will be like popping and the other one won't. And you're like, whoa, 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 okay, let's 
do this single arm and like just because you should be able to naturally do a pull down and not have your trap go crazy and when you that would probably be part of your client's problem is they're just overactive traps oh okay (laughs) do you mean like like this yeah it could be it's usually upper trap is just tight so yeah usually a tight muscle is a weak muscle Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Overactive, overused, yeah. Um, yeah, that'll take a long time. Like, I've been focusing on that for like a year and it's still... Everyone's going to have imbalances. Unless your sole focus in life is to be symmetrical, <laughs> then it's going to... And even if that was your sole focus, you would have to be... It would, yeah. Yeah, because what hand do you wipe your ass with? Yeah. What hand do you pick up your handbag with? I know for me, it's my left. <laughs> so you're always going to be having to think and do different things. Yeah, the focus. But the thing with my training moment, as I've got some really long rest periods going on. Yeah, um, like powerlifting. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's the thing. No, no, no. If I see my client and or even a friend, I'll, fuck, I'll smack the phone out of the hand. Folk, close your eyes, focus. <laughs> I've been doing that lately and my... Well, like it doesn't feel like two minutes at all. It feels like two seconds. Because I close my eyes and then I'm like, oh, next set. Because I have like, a, I use my Fitbit as a timer. And I would just sit it and then close my eyes, focus. Like, what is my intention on this next rep? Okay, it's to work my chest. Okay, I need to have my wrists over my elbows. I need to squeeze my shoulders. All these things going in my head. Um, just focus. And it, it's a skill. Like, some people won't be able to, like, I would rather you just sit there and, you know, not be on Instagram than, like, it's not one or the other. It can be, um, you know, in between where you just, just, have less distraction, less yeah. noise. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about uh, training with music? Oh, yeah. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah, I would never not train with music. <laughs> so we, were, we were talking about this the other day with our meditation one, and we talked about what we were hit of, and what was it? You know, you say every time you go on Instagram, you get that hit of... Dopamine. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I guess it could be. That's what I was So I, I am a strong believer. If you can't, you must. So the other day, I actually, last week, I did work out with, without my headphones because I forgot them. But uh, I still did. Oh, it wasn't going to stop me. And 
I know, like now I know, okay, I can't have a good workout without my headphones. It's not the end of the world if I forget them. Yeah. So um, if you can't do something without it, then you must do it without it. Yeah. Right, to get out if you can't do meditation, you must do meditation. If you can't do a workout without checking Instagram, you must do it. Yeah. 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 So just rest less. <laughs> That's probably why I like the group classes, just going. Yeah. 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 It makes me do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know. Yeah, like I'll give a, I'll do a workout with a client and like a programmed workout, but like, okay, now you go. It'll take like an hour, and I'm like, okay, now you go do it on your own. And then it'll be like, okay, I'm done. It's like 20 minutes. It's like, oh shit, really? Like, because it'd be like, okay, when I'm doing squats with them, it's okay, think of this, push, screw your feet in, push your knees out, abs tight, blah, blah, blah. And they're like taking their time. But sometimes you'll go and do a workout and you'll just be like, okay, doing this. Okay, what's next? And then they go do that. It's like, no, think. What are you trying to, what are you trying to achieve? And it's, it's hard when someone's new, because they're like, why, what do squats do? What does a bicep kettle do? It's like, and that's when it's like, when I'm training them, this is how it should feel. It's not, because everyone's gonna look different when they do it, it's like, how does it feel? And if you can get that feeling of, oh, I'm gonna train biceps today, I know what a good bicep training day feels like. And it's never gonna be always good, right? You're never gonna have a whole year's worth of workouts where they're all amazing and you feel everything. And that's, that's why it's good because it's challenging. Because if there was no challenge, it'd be too easy. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone would be billionaires with six packs. <laughs> easy to make money, easy to put on muscle, sure. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, what would I do? I, I honestly, that's been a thought in my mind in like 30 years. There's going to be a pill or like a, some type of exercise machine where you just stand in there and then you just boom, here's your body, go for it. And then I don't have a job. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll just travel the world teaching seminars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 